Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Political Panda program. Well, a bloody weekend uh, continues into Monday as shootings continue to plague the U.S. A border crisis continues to swell at our southern border and continues to absolutely get worse and worse by the day. When even a there's even a heavy town that realizes that America has a bit of a drug problem, bit more of the world is suffering even more clown news, and of course, we have some news and updates on Tucker Carlson, more news all on today's program. Of course, if you're new to the program and you haven't already, please consider hitting the subscribe button wherever you are listening, follow over on Twitter and True Social, and of course, you know, if I don't know why you haven't, I mean, you really should, of course, consider subscribing. It does mean a ton, and this show is free and will be free for the continuous future, so please do consider doing so. Um, so, it was a weekend, to say the least. If you try to avoid the news, or if you're like me, and you tend to just try to relax during the weekend, especially this weekend, I was very much trying to relax, just spent time building Legos and just chilling at home and, you know, doing doing a bit of cleaning here and there and, you know, just trying to have just a nice, nice chill weekend, okay, you know, just enjoying life. And then, you know, Twitter is both, you know, the, the current form of Twitter is both, is both a godsend of information can also be your worst nightmare of information. You know, sometimes I feel like when I'm on Twitter at this point, sometimes I get information that I just, I don't want to hear. Because I, you know, I follow certain people. If you follow me over on Twitter, you know. I follow a lot of fucking people. There's obviously certain accounts that I actively have, like, notifications turned on for. So, like, the two major accounts that I have notifications on just because, you know, I, I know that whenever something's happening... I know most likely they're going to end up having it is disclosed.tv and breaking, you know, 911. Like that's those are the two that I'm like immediately right there. I'm bam, you know, with being in terms of actually, you know, for news. And so this weekend, especially, you know, like yesterday and on Saturday, Continuous more shootings, and especially down in actually full on Texas, because well, our our border has a bit of a problem, you know, with over seven hundred thousand people on the way, and millions more as well following right behind a massive drug problem, and you know, you end up having people on the left who were trying so hard to manufacture more white supremacy. That here is the view, the hot, the greatest and, you know, greatest of literary minds and just minds in, of, minds of gather to, um, to really, truly tell us that, you know, as a Mexican, you can be a white supremacist. I didn't know this, but apparently, you know, it wouldn't be something different. Like, maybe they're just a, the, the person who supports the Nazi party, but they're not a white supremacist, I, I didn't know that you could be Mexican and also support white supremacy. Here we go. We all have to remember that the head of the Proud Boys, his name is Enrique Tarrio. 
The Proud Boys is a white nationalist group. Look, being Hispanic or being black does not, or being anything, does not make you immune from being racist, from being radicalized, from being a white supremacist, from being evil, from being homicidal, and we are seeing it over and over again. There are people, you know, they, they don't see themselves as what yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, 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 you were right all the way up until you reached the very end. See, this, this statement is about 90% correct, but then the ball drops and you're like, okay, she's making a good point and she fucked it. She fucked it. Okay. Yes, no matter what race you are, you're not immune to being racist. You're not immune for being radicalized. These are all true. Except, if you're not white, you can't be a white supremacist. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry to all of the racist blacks and, uh, you know, Mexicans and Asians, you know, I'm, and, you know, Native Americans. I'm terribly sorry that you can't be a white supremacist. Unless you're biracial, like you're, you know, you're half-half mixed, you know, if you're fucking logic or something. But if you are, for the most part, black... And you're, you, you cannot be a white supremacist. It doesn't work that way. If you're mostly Mexican, you can't be a white supremacist. It doesn't work that way. Okay? It, it just, it doesn't. It does not work that way. What you would most likely be is, like, what? Maybe, like, in this case, I guess, like, Latino supremacist? I don't, I know if you've been following the show for a while, you know that I've talked a fair bit about black supremacy on the show and how that's sort of the new age of sort of what's happening now. There's a much higher rise of black supremacists here in the United States in terms. So, you know, you, you can always expect from the view that we'll drop the ball every single time, even when they're about to make a decent point for the first time in that entire show's career the ball still falls on the floor and just shatters. Because, yes, there, there is maybe some pointing right now. They're still looking into seeing if the person was a bit of a Nazi supporter. But, yeah, so you, you've got this one over uh, down in Texas where eight dead, nine are injured after motorist uh, runs them down outside a migrant shelter in Brownsville. Uh, the group of mostly uh, Venezuelan men were sitting on the curb of an unmarked slope across the street from the shelter at 8.30 a.m. when a Range Rover ran the traffic light and drove through the people sitting at the stop. So, yes, very suddenly, very just what the heck happened, and now we have some more lives lost as a whole. But, well, still, once uh, again, uh, they've already arrested the actual driver, and uh, you'll never guess it, but it's not likely a white person, because if it was, uh, immediately, you know, in the every single article from every mainstream publication, it would be mainstream news about white supremacists, too, who hates, you know, Venezuelan people, because, you know, that's... Of course, and then of course you also have, of course, a mass shooting at a uh, 
uh, outlet mall down in Texas as well, where another eight people are killed. Uh, this one, of course, is the one that was being talked about in that clip uh, from The View, which, uh, of course, was also another another uh, actual uh, actual uh, not white person. You'll notice that because, once again, the actual person was not not immediately being the first thing being talked about, and the entire thing will most likely leave the actual news agencies very soon. What we're end up going to have is what we're seeing now, where we're now having to now fully, even though we're putting the name of the shooter out there on these different platforms, and we're showing pictures of what they look like, and we're going, yeah, no, they're white, they're white supremacists, and everyone is looking confused, going, you see what color they are, like, they're they're not a white person. They're they're not white. It's like no, they're 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 white supremacists. They had these views, and they go so they just had those views, but they're this color, so they're not white supremacists. That's not how the. But you know that's what happens when you run out, when you run out of white supremacy in a nation of millions of people, when you have so few white supremacists that you end up having to manufacture white supremacy. This is what you get. This is what you, you get a nation of absolute, just moronic idiotism of just people thinking that, yeah, no, the, the guy that did this shooting was a white supremacist, probably was a white guy, you know, really, really should, uh, you know, help. And this also creates a, another issue is that, you know, I think in the modern society, we look at sending people away who have mental problems, you know, getting them actually off the actual, you know, streets, actually getting these people the help they need, and actually just removing them from society is such a bad thing. You know, nowadays, there are less than a hundred, there, there's a lot less than around a hundred thousand people in mental institutes around the U.S., because remember, we we eventually realized that having more than than having about half a million people in mental institutes back in the 1950s was not a good thing. You know, that's that's too many people that are being classified as crazy or insane. That's too many. But now, now we have such a mental health issue and such an absolute problem with people who are just crazy. I mean. Look, if you talk to anybody from New York, California, if you talk to any of these people in some, like, the major cities, like, people who, like, still ride the New York subway, okay, you can hear from them all the goddamn time of all the crazy fucking in the head people that are just doing weirdo shit on the fucking subway from people touching themselves, people starting to yell at people because they're homeless, starting to just dance around and try to get money from people and, you know, starting to yell at them when they don't and just showing, like, mental health episodes and having mental breakdowns, you know, from people just full-on, you know, causing shit to start shit from, you know, you have all of this stuff going on and we all see the problem, we all look at the problem, and then we all just fuck, we all just fuck it up. We fuck it up every goddamn time. Every goddamn time. Because this is what keeps happening. This shit keeps happening. And the the first thing a lot of people blame is having guns. 
And I get that on a base level standpoint if you don't actually think about the problem very hard. When you don't think about a problem very hard, that's where it leads you. It leads you to blaming something that without someone else doing it, will happen. Because there's a, there's a lot of fucking guns in the U.S. A lot. A f there are more guns in the U.S. than there are people who live in the U.S. currently. That means the majority of people that own guns are not doing bad things with their guns that are actually registered or whatever or keeping them safe or actually, you know, using them for self-protection against bad people that try to do bad things to them or their families. But there are some crazy people out there that, you know, have a way of being able to fool, you know, these actual systems that we believe are going to do their job. Or we have people that just go away to buy a gun illegally and none of the things that any of these people suggest will actually do anything to actually solve said problem. You could put all of the restrictions in the world all the way up to before banning a gun in the entirety of the United States and I guarantee you, you will not stop any of these shootings ever from happening. It just, it doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but... In order to get what you actually want, you have to go the full way and just say that you want to take away all of the guns in the United States and fully put and remove the Second Amendment of the entirety of the United States. That's what you would have to do in order to think that you would even stop this, and then even then, you're still going to have shootings in the U.S. I'm sorry to tell you this, but there are still going to be, because of the border issue we have, a bunch of people going ahead and getting illegal guns in the U.S. and taking them into schools and shooting people. Okay, do you really think that the over 50 plus people who die in Chicago every weekend when you ban guns in the so-called gun-free zone is going to stop? No, they're just going to keep buying illegal guns. They don't give a shit. They're still going to have gang fights. They're still going to shoot at each other. That's not going to change their opinions on anything. So, because, you know, we have this issue of a border. You know, when you have independent, you know, Kristen Cinema, who's been asked if she'll join Republicans, and she said no, which is good on her. But, you know, you have people like Kristen Cinema who's blasting Joe Biden for being an absolute, you know, uh, bumbling buffoon, you know, basically saying, you know, why, why haven't, you know, why haven't they been given anything to actually help with handling the crisis that's going to be happening. You know, why haven't they been told, you know, anything about, you know, any border issues of, you know, what the actual process is, you know, transporting, you know, what's what's all of it going to be? And it's getting more and more concerning that the people in the White House don't actually care and that overrunning the entirety of the U.S. population and just killing all of us off at this point is a much better idea. You know, let the entirety of of the U.S. just be completely overrun. The only thing that this administration has brought is destruction. The only thing, when you see the Biden administration walking anywhere, the only thing that's behind them is fire. And it's not the cool kind of fire. It's the kind of fire that, if you were to touch it, it starts burning you and you just die. There, There's no cool fire where Joe's wearing his aviator sunglasses and going, Yeah, you go, Joe. Like... You really, you really lighten the blaze of, you know, a, a true trail of prosperity behind you. No, it's just destruction. You've got burning bird, 
you've got burning buildings, you've got people screaming, you've got money just being burnt up, and a printer just printing money into a furnace. You've got just people literally dying on the border inside of trucks, inside of inside of different just places all across border cities. You've got just everywhere becoming a border town because no one can handle the amount of influx of migrants, so they're just being shipped everywhere across the country. You have a government complicit in a full-on, you know, actual just sex trafficking now and human trafficking. You know, so everything is fine. Our border is completely fine, everyone. It's it's fine. There's no problems, okay? It, you know... Sanctuary cities are totally, you know, claiming to be overrun because of the few thousand that they get every day compared to the tens of thousands every day seen down in places like Texas that now, you know, they're like, oh, we can't deal with all of them in New York City. So now they have to send them to another uh, county and now that county is being pissed and they're going to start deploying police because of this and telling, you know, Eric Adams that, that it's absurd that you would actually send migrants to us. Because we don't have the facilities, we don't have anything, we're not a sanctuary place, like, this is not what we want. So, no, the, this, this, this world that we've created is our own making. And, yeah, sure, uh, you know, some people may believe that we've, we maybe have, you know, 100 more years. I think we got 10 before we, we go into full totalitarian mode. 10. Maybe less than that. Maybe 7. If things don't turn the fuck around. Because there's maybe some hope, okay? There, there's maybe some hope, you know? Our border isn't a place to be hopeful at, but maybe, maybe the American people are realizing that maybe we need to wake up. Maybe we need somebody else, and maybe we actually need some leader that's actually going to fix things and actually, you know, get shit done. Because Biden's Joe, uh, job rating has officially reached a new low of 36%. That's right, 36%. The poll is taken between April 28th and May 3rd, include 1,006 adults and had an error margin of plus or minus 3.5 percentage points. And, well, asked who was better at handling the economy, 54% said former President Joe, Bi or former President Joe Biden. <laughs> Man, I am already just... Joe Biden's already made me lose my mind. You know, I'm already thinking he's a former president. Is uh, President Trump did a better job while only 36% are endorsing Biden's economic strategies. I mean, I mean, by the way, also only a third of Americans believe that Biden's even mentally there to do the job. Trump beat Biden as 64-33 on respondents' assessment of the men's being in good enough physical health and effectively serve as president. Trump beat Biden again as 54 to 32 on having mental sharpness on trustworthiness. However, the numbers were flipped with Biden beating Trump 41 to 33. A whopping 77% of the independents who lean Democrat want the Democratic Party to nominate someone other than Joe Biden. Among Democrat leading adults, the figure was 58%. Democrats were tied 47 on to 47 on nominating Biden or nominating someone else with 6% saying they had no opinion on the matter. So, yeah, and in a matchup between Trump and Biden in terms, uh, 
in, in terms of who is voting for who. Uh, Trump with 45%, Biden with a 38% for definitely would vote. And DeSantis versus Biden, it's 42 for DeSantis and 37 for Biden. As of right now, currently. So, but obviously we're still a long way away from November of 24. And DeSantis still hasn't even joined the race yet. We're still waiting to see if that'll happen either early this month or later this month. And when that happens, we shall wait and see. And, well, you'll, uh, if you listen to this show, you'll know what uh, train I will be on all the way to November. Because we're all we're all on the same page. That America has a lot of problems. It has a debt problem, has a drug problem, has a border problem, has a foreign problem. It's got a lot of problems. It gets it got a lot of problems that need to be solving. And you know, I, I don't say it lightly when I say that America does in fact have a drug problem. Not as in you know, like as America as a person, I mean, just America in general. Now, a town of 92,000 over in Washington called Bellingham, that's called itself the most hippie, has uh, now been pushed to its limits and is now banning drugs. Why? Well, because when you have two teenagers and a five-year-old overdosing on fentanyl and found dead in the streets with foam coming out of their mouth as overdoses have become a commonplace as one victim was dead for hours before anyone came to notice the person was dead for 12 hours you've got pictures taken showing people slumped over in their cars makeshift encampments of rusty rvs you got a person slumped by a shopping cart with their possessions and what was once you know a great coastal town on the South Canadian border is now nothing more than just a place where people are living on the streets and doing drugs. The resident said, I've lived here for 30 years, and no, I haven't seen anything like this. I would characterize our city as one that is trying and willing to bend over backwards to help provide people with programs to address either their addiction or homelessness. But at this point, the combination of COVIDness and the pervasiveness of fentanyl and the state law being changed pushed everything to the limit. It was just a perfect storm, and at some point, something had to be done. So yes, back on April 10th, they have now in the city making it a crime to inject, ingest, or inhale hard drugs in public, a departure from the state law passed two years ago that did the opposite and decriminalized drug possession. So, yeah. Very big issue in the city and this is a this is a factor of a lot of even big cities. If you go to and you see pictures of a lot of these cities, you'll see it all. And uh this this is what uh this is what it leads to. America has a drug problem. Once we actually get serious about our border, and actually get serious about our actual uh our actual you know drug problem here in the United States we can truly start making ourselves become a better nation because damn well know that we are never going to solve this debt problem when we have 
you know, the bright minds of people such as uh, as Janet Yellen, who are, you know, completely incompetent and have no idea what the hell they're doing on the economy, because I swear to you, the last time the economy was, you know, the last time that Janet Yellen probably handled an economy like this was during 1930s America because of just how fucking old she is. She she is repeatedly so wrong and so shit at this that it's crazy that she still has a job. You know, I'm I'm half expecting just somebody somewhere to just eventually tell me that she's so old she served with FDR's administration and helped continue the Great Depression for the nine plus years that it went on for to extend it. So, you know, of course, you know, she's repeatedly denying to rule out the possibility of declaring the debt ceiling unconstitutional if Congress fails to resolve uh, its standoff, but said it would be a not good option. Oh, really? Really? Even though that's secretly what they actually just want to do anyway. Because right now, we're running on a uh, uh, on a clock uh, of doom. We're we're running for a full on cruising and a bruising. As right now, currently, we could be hitting the debt ceiling by June first. Now it is May eighth right now, and you might be thinking, well, I mean that's a decent amount of weeks. You know, that's that's about three weeks ish, a little over three weeks until we hit that. But you gotta remember, this is Washington D.C. where these bumbling buffoons sit around on their asses for most hours of the day, not actually doing anything. So, or instead, never actually really making moves that actually, you know, help the American people out or, you know, actually do their job. So, or, you know, maybe actually, you know, help to pass, you know, legislation to actually, you know, do the things that would make things better. But it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. And of course, you know, Republicans in Congress are, of course, if we do default, are going to get the full blunt and blame but it shouldn't be the ones that are blamed because, well, truly, they should all be blamed. But the main issue here is that Joe Biden is missing an action. He's not at all negotiating. He just said, no, I'm not. He's not negotiating. He's not at all talking with McCarthy. He's not at all trying. And they're not even bothering to do anything. Neither, neither over in the Senate are they trying. So it doesn't even matter that it passed in the House. So hopefully they'll figure out something, but truly, truly, we're now at a point where I guess the only option that they're going to end up trying to do is just get rid of the debt ceiling entirely, cause a constant constitutional crisis, and just keep spending and spending and spending because truly no one knows how to save money in the government. Because we live in a world of clowns. We live in a world of clowns. You've got clowns in the government, and you've got clowns in the judicial system, apparently. A trans woman is cleared of flashing a penis at women at, in public after judge rules the defendant is too fat for it to be visible. Uh, that's right. A judge over in Ohio ruled that a biological man who identifies as transgender could not be guilty of indecent exposure at the local YMCA because the defendant's fatness covered up any signs of a penis. This isn't satire. This isn't the Babylon Bee. This is real. This is this is fucking real. This is America. 
Quite simply, the facts do not exist to support a find of guilty as charges as the person's genitalia was not visible as a result of other proportions of the body covering uh, covering same. So, yes, that's right. There's no such thing as in decent in exposure from this person showing their penis in the locker room. No, it's completely fine because they're just so fucking fat, I guess, that, uh, you know, it's, they're just, it, it couldn't be there. You know, you could see the penis. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of fat there. That's where we are. We, we, we live in a world of fucking clowns. Clowns. We truly do. It's clowns every fucking place. Well, a report came out over the weekend about Tucker Carlson and where he could be going next. Well, there's a big chance that he could be starting his own Fox News competitor, or he could be working for a Fox News competitor. It's not exactly sure, but uh, the idea, there's uh, some ideas about where he could be uh, fully going, because turns out, you know, there's, you know, some leaks about maybe what could be going on, but, you know, maybe Carlson is plotting his own media empire. Uh, but who knows exactly what is, you know, going on as of right now. So it turns, we've got to fully wait and see what he announces. But right now, if he... If he does decide to start his own media empire, it could be big, but like as we've told you in polling data before, it maybe won't be at, it could be big like his Fox News show. It would just all depend about, you know, I think he would lose a lot of like the really like much older audience because they're just not as, you know, technically, you know, sound as others. But other than that, if, I mean, truly... I get the people that go out there and start their own, you know, like, media thing, like, Megyn Kelly and, uh, you know, like, Bill O'Reilly. Like, I get those people for doing that, but, you know, maybe me in, in general is that I I would rather join already another, like, media place like the Daily Wire or like the Blaze just doing part of the fact that it makes collaborations so much easier, as well as the fact that, you know, you also add a lot of value into subscribing to, like, your thing, because, you know, like, I don't personally, like, right now, like, I don't personally subscribe to, like, BillOReilly.com or, like, anything that, like, Megyn Kelly does, really, I, you know, I follow her over on Twitter and stuff, see things, but, like, I'm subscribed to both The Daily Wire and The Blaze because of the variety of hosts and opinions and different things that I can get from all of the different hosts. Like, it adds a lot to the actual subscription due to the fact that there is a lot of actual, you know, different people on there. And I think that's what, you know, helps having a subscription like that. And truly, you know, if I was Tucker Carlson, yes, I, you know, it could be a good idea to have a Fox News competitor. But at the same point of time... You know, there's also a lot of, you know, just great backing and also just having, you know, a place like The Blaze or The Daily Wire just being right there 
to already be like you can easily collab with other people, have other people on your show, as well as just being able to have that establishment of an actual place where a lot more people are maybe going to even look at your show that maybe weren't going to before because they're subscribed already to places like that. So, but that's my own take on it. I believe me, either way that he goes, he'll be successful. But uh, we'll just have to continue to wait and see where Tucker Carlson goes. Well, that is going to do it for today's political program. Of course, if you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Follow over on Twitter and True Social. And of course, you know, check out Substack for different reviews and of course pieces as I've Honestly, I've been getting some inspiration for maybe a story I want to start writing, so uh, maybe stay tuned for that. I might be doing a bit of writing either this week or this weekend, so stay tuned for that. But other than that, have a good rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow.